So I hope everyone's having a good start to your day. I know Christian is. Christian is raring to get going today. We've got so much to get into, including the NBA trade deadline, which is coming up uh, here today. And so I want to get Christian's thoughts on the NBA trade deadline because I know how much he loves his NBA. So we'll get his thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. We've got uh, plenty of other things to get to as well. There's a new person joining the set of ESPN College Football Game Day. Um, that's just all the small stuff. The big thing is we'll be talking a little bit of college baseball with good friend of the program, Ryan Carter, Colby Community College head men's baseball coach. Our season opens up tomorrow in Altus, Oklahoma, as they take on, I think it's a Western Oklahoma State is who they take on tomorrow. So we'll visit with him about that. I look forward to having him on. You're going to learn, Christian, that I have two great passions in the sports world. One of them, of course, is college football, and the other one is college baseball. And so I do love myself Ooh. some college baseball, and so we'll be talking plenty of college ball. Uh, well, especially when we get to the College World Series in June, but uh, we'll be talking it as we get closer and really into the true months of baseball, you know, maybe your Aprils and your Mays, something around there, but mm. really enjoy the college baseball uh, realm. So anyway, that's good. I don't know also, if you're aware that's an, that's an often forgotten uh, sport. Basically that's probably, I think a lot of people would beg peg that as the, the least watched or the least exciting sport, uh, as baseball, baseball. <laughs> baseball as a whole or college baseball, baseball period. Yeah, that's true. But college baseball, certainly uh, college baseball is uh, near and dear to my heart. Growing up in Nebraska, of course, the College World Series has been there my whole life. And so I've gone to the College mm. World Series. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, whether a team I like made it or not, it's just a great time. If you're a fan, if you like baseball and you've never been to the CWS, I always invite people. Say you should need to go. It's a great time. A lot of fun. Um, anybody that's ever been there has always been like, gosh, it's been great. So, yeah, I love college baseball, and uh, I love talking about it. I love visiting with uh, especially experts about it that follow the game at a closer level than I do. I, there's something about college baseball that, to me, it's the it's the purest form of collegiate athletics, you know, especially on the men's side at least. You want to know why? Why is that? Because there's I'd not a scholarship to. for every single player. There's 11.7 scholarships, so you have to divide them out. Now, you could give a full scholarship to a guy, but, you know, you have to divide them out. Now, with NIL, that changes a little bit. Now guys are getting more money. Some guys, more guys are getting full rides because NIL can make up the difference for some of the great programs like Vanderbilt or LSU, usually the ones in the Southeastern Conference. But, you know, guys are playing the game because they love it, you know, and if they, and if they, and they're, and they're in college because they want to be there, because if you want to be pro, you can just go pro out of high school, you know. But if you go to college baseball, you got to be there for three years, and so you get to see some little bit of development and growth. I also think there's something romantic about small little ballparks in the middle of campuses. Mm. I think there's something romantic about that. But anyway, I know I'm talking to another Division Two man here, but that's why I love D two anything yep. any sport I would so agree. much. They're all playing for the name on the front, not the one on the back. It's it's all about true love of the sport. None of them are going pro. You know, there are a very very small handful, and if you think there's a small handful of D1 players at any sport, there's basically a non-existent handful in D2 that are going to do anything with their careers post college. It's all for the love of the game. It's beautiful. If if you're not following a D2 school, I don't blame you, but it's worth the time, I guarantee it. 
I would agree. I would absolutely agree on that point. Full show ahead today, so Ryan Carter's going to join us. We'll get to the NBA trade trade deadline. We're going to have some fun with some NFL prop bets, uh, prop, prop bets as well. <laughs> I can't even speak this morning. We'll do that. Before we get to the NFL prop bets, though, I want to quickly highlight basketball last night. Uh, first and foremost, Northwest Tech, Colby Community College men, winners on the road last night. Very nice wins yesterday for uh, Coach Stanford and Coach Bradley's programs. Uh, I want to start with Northwest Tech because, to me, that was impressive. I don't think they've ever won at Coffeyville. They had never, ever won at Coffeyville, And ever. they get it. I don't think they've ever won in the wow. history of playing at, at Coffeyville. And you have to remember, and you don't know this, but for people who don't, you know, Northwest Tech has only been a member of the Jayhawk Conference now for maybe five years. It hasn't been that long since they've been a part of the league. But they win at Coffeyville, which is a very usually a top top fifteen, top twenty, top ten type program, top twenty five for sure. This year having a bit of a down year, but they win uh, last night ninety eighty six. Both teams shot the lights out of the gym. They both shot over fifty percent from the field. Uh, Keyshawn Miller was great. He had 36 points, 11 rebounds. Tayden Connor had 18. And Emar Jones came off the bench for 13. And Charles Fofana had 11. But Keyshawn Miller playing like a first-team, all-league type player for Northwest Tech as they have won back-to-back games. And they've suddenly, all of a sudden, springboard into the middle of the pack in the Jayhawk Conference standings. They've kind of jumped up there into kind of that eighth spot after being down in the 10th, 11th, 12th. So a nice win there. And... Here's the biggest thing for for Coach Bradley, and I know he's been talking about this for a while, and I totally get why. He gets he gets past that game. Now Northwest Tech has been blessed with four of the next five games at home. So you don't have to go anywhere. Barton, Garden, Dodge, Hutch, and Independence all have to come to you. And you know what the furthest road trip is? Colby. So you don't have to leave pretty much your own beds the rest of the month, which means you could really rack up some wins here. Now, Barton, Garden, very difficult teams to beat. Uh, sorry, Bart should say Barton, Garden, and Hutch, difficult teams to beat. You might be able to get Dodge and Independence and maybe Colby, um, possibly. And you've got Pratt on the road to begin March. You've got some winnable games here down the stretch where you could stay in the middle of the pack, which, once again, you want to stay in the middle of the pack so yeah, your draw in the Region 6 tournament isn't so tough. So... That was a big win last night, I thought, for, for Northwest Tech basketball. And and then also a big win last night for Colby Community College men. They go all the way down to Independence, pick up their second win in the last three games. They beat the Pirates of Independence 68-63. Four guys in double figures. Danico Rucker, 16 points last night to lead the way. Although, uh, Matias Malith Picorni had 12 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, so a double-double for him. But... I'd say that's a pretty darn good showing uh, for Colby to go on the road and get another win. Uh, Trojans with their victory, improving to six and or sorry eight and fourteen overall and four and twelve in conference play. So, yeah, that's big, especially considering uh, that they are now one of four teams with four Jayhawk wins. And if you throw Northwest Tech, who has five, and Coffeyville, who also has five in there, there is a six-team race right around that eight all the way almost to the bottom of the conference spot. So it's very important not only for these wins, Northwest Tech's on a tear right now, all five of their Jayhawk wins in their last eight games, and Colby winners of two of their last three 
you don't need to be amazing down the stretch, but you need to grab any win you possibly can because the, the, how tight it is at the bottom of this race, I mean, one game could determine whether you're playing Dodge or Barton and, or Dodge or Cowley, and that's, that could be big. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be placing Cali County. I'll tell you that much. You don't want to be playing them uh, coming up down the stretch. Uh, Colby does have Pratt at home next. That's Saturday and winnable that's game. Another very Win- winnable, winnable game, one. Yeah. but a, a challenging one. A winnable game, but a challenging one. Well, it's big for both teams, certainly. I, it, pretty much every game is because once again, the big the first yeah, the first true. the first goal is you don't want to miss the postseason. So that means you don't want to finish in last place. So you got to win some games. The second goal is is to try to get the, the 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 nicest draw you can. I mean, it's just like any postseason basketball tournament. Give us the nicest draw you can, which usually is a difficult one no matter how you slice it. Um, the second goal, I guess, would be can we win enough games to finish in the upper half to get a home game? That would be big to play a first-round playoff game at home. That's a tough thing to do in the Jayhawk, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll be very interested once again back in Northwest Tech to see with those home with not really any travel for the rest of the month of February, uh, what that'll be to help them get themselves uh, some wins here down the stretch if they can. Uh, Northwest Tech women they lose at Coffeeville one hundred seven sixty one. I want to. I have a question. I was looking at the stat line and one thing stood out to me. So they lose one hundred seven sixty one. The teams combined to take last night over 135 shots in this basketball game. 63 for Northwest Tech, 72 for Coffeyville. Alexandria Thompson was the only lady in double figures for Northwest Tech. She had 33 points. 9 of 31 from the field. 4 of 16 from 3. 11 of 14 from the foul line. Nobody else shot more than eight shots. My question I was saying to myself was, was that planned? Like, was that planned? Like, hey, you know, we need you. What do you, you mean? Like, did the coach say, you know, you've played the best of late. Go out there and get hunt your shot. Was that said? Or was it, or was the conversation more like at the end of the game of the buster home? Like, I cannot believe she took that many shots. Like, the other players were like jealous that that many, shows many shots were taken by one player. 31 by one player, no more than eight by another. She also shot 14 free throws, so she took more, more shots. Yeah, than that so too. she she put the ball in the air what 45 times. Yeah, in some form or some form or fashion. That's free throws. Free throws. I'm not gonna. You know, you can, you can take those 11 points. That's fine. I'm talking the 31 shots. One player taking 31 shots when no one else took eight. That's where I'm like, what? Really? I'm I'm a hundred percent fine with that. <laughs> okay. As long as you don't shoot nine of 31. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just thought, man, 31 shots. I just it's a lot. I can't imagine the teammates were like, like at some point, they're thinking, okay, so ball hogging is coming in here a little bit. You're thinking, but we'll see. I don't know. That was interesting in a 107-67 loss. Uh, as for the Colby Cody College women, they lost as well at Independence. A very low-scoring game. Uh, the final was 32. Well, now the box scores all screwed up. I think it was like 58-32 was the final score last night. 32 uh, points. That sound, 
It was. 58-32, yeah. It was the lowest. Yeah, it was the lowest score. Uh, I think 32 points was the lowest amount of point total that we've seen out of Colby women this year, and that's back-to-back games of having season-low point totals. So they went 38 two games ago, 32 last night. That's uh, 35 the game in between. Yeah, so that's hard. That's hard. Your um, offense is getting really hard to come by. I know they had two girls in double figures and Stella McIntyre with 12 and Sophia Lopez with 11, but offense has been the issue this year for Colby. Consistent offense. They've had some games where they've had some nice outputs, but consistent offense has been the issue for them all season long. You're you're right, and they play great defense, and doesn't always show because there it's it's like you know good run support there's only so much you can get until you just start giving up effort on the other end because you're just you can't put the ball in the basket uh some offense i think would help defense that's actually being played pretty well if you're colby well we'll see and once again well as you've said before and i just keep this reminder last year they what won three games and they've doubled that already so They've, they've had a successful season in comparison to the previous year. I'm sure Coach Spence is not exactly happy about the results night in and night out. But I still think you got to feel we're taking a step in the right direction this year. We'll get some more players to come in and build around, and we'll do that. 100% right. They won one game last year. Sorry, so. I, I gave them. So you've, you're plus five already. So you're doing just fine. Or, or times six. There you go. Whatever like you want to call it. Better. Time six. So there you go. Your night in college basketball. Also last night in a big game for Nebraska basketball, they lose at Northwestern. Uh, 80 to 68. 17 turnovers turning into 26 points. I tell you what, this team messes with my blood pressure like nobody's business. How they can play so great at home and so pathetic on the road baffles me. And it's just and because of how badly they play, like, like it's it's not like it's this, it's not like it's close. It's like Really bad, really good. Not like, uh, it's really bad, really good. And because of that, it honestly, Christian, it puts me in a spot where like, I just don't think I can trust them making the tournament. I still can't <laughs> trust them. I want to. They've got a very well, manageable schedule the rest of the way. Very manageable. Will you take care of business? Will you get a road win? Got to do those things. Take care of your business home and get at least one road win. I think they're going to have to get to 22 wins, which means you've got eight games to get to to get six more victories. Better pull that sucker out. I was going to say the same thing. You actually have a pretty manageable schedule left, and it wasn't a must-have, but that would have been a big win over Northwestern, who's kind of similarly looking. I think you would have locked up your tournament spot if you won it. Ooh, I think that's actually the statement. I mean, if, that's if you hold serve the rest of the way. That means if you don't completely sure, fall okay. in a heap yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah. If you don't fall in a heap, you know, and lose every game the rest of the way. But now, think, to be fair, your next two home games are Michigan and Penn State. So if you lose hey, either hey, of hey. those, you're really Michigan in trouble. beat Wisconsin last night at the Chrysler Center in an upset. Took down number eleven Wisconsin. So I've watched the Michigan games this year. That one I didn't, but they haven't exactly looked like the prettiest basketball team of all time. And as much as it hurts to say, uh, that a win over Wisconsin means nothing to me. Why? They're a top 10 team. Because we're not even an NIT team. Oh, well, yeah, I get it. Welcome to the life of Nebraska basketball fan. <laughs> All right, let's move on real quickly here. Before we get to a break, we get to Ryan Carter. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about NFL prop bets. 
I don't know how much you love the prop bet game, but you are a dollar gambling man. I don't know. I say, do you enjoy it? I don't know. Maybe you do. Oh. I say, are you, I don't know if you much of our guy that enjoys that. You're a dollar bet guy. It depends guy. what you mean by prop bet. Well, do you know what? Well, you know, the fun. I like to look at the what are some of the interesting prop bets that are coming up. And, of course, you know, there's always the ones where, you know, what's the coin toss? Does the team that win the coin toss win the game? Of course, the National Anthem length, all that stuff. All the fun stuff. Yeah. Because in theory, prop bets also just means a single bet. Right. So these are all just odd bets that, that some have to do with the game, some that don't. So I'm just going to roll through a few of these, and let's just see what you think on this. How about that? How about we play that game? <laughs> I would love this what game. Will, what will be the first commercial played after the game gets started? Will it be a movie, TV show, trailer, beer, alcohol company, food restaurant company, or technology company, or somebody else, or something oh else? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a ridiculous... That's a, That's a creative one if nothing else as long as it's not the whopper commercial again as long as they don't revive that i'll be happy you remember that <laughs> with that was the, the first with one the that played after damar hamlin oh whopper 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 <laughs> that one is bad the juxtaposition of feelings of i think it was joe buck like he's down on the field and you know they bring in the ambulance out and then they cut to commercial, and the very first one is, is the Whopper. This, well, they're singing Whopper at you over and over. Yeah. So if as I had to place a bet that, on that, fine. I would probably say a beer alcohol company. That's where I'd probably sit. Ooh, probably you know sit on that. I'm with you there. Uh, which player will score the first touchdown? Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk, Rishi Rice. See, now there's a very interesting one. I don't know if you know this. That's one of the more popular single props in NFL betting today is first touchdown score because they're almost all very good value. The problem is Christian McCaffrey uh, scores so very much uh, that his anytime touchdown is negative or minus 230. I like him at plus 330 for a first touchdown. I'm not mad at that value. Pacheco at plus 550 for a first touchdown is great. Yeah, Pacheco's really good. I could also see Mahomes for some reason getting a rushing touchdown, you know, like mm. a scramble little play into the end zone. I kind of see that for some reason being that. His that anytime first touchdown. touchdown is plus 370, which is another very good value pick, as is his rushing yards at 26 and a half. Yeah. What will be the first song Usher performs at the halftime show? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> could you name an Usher song? Oh. <laughs> just did right there. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That'd be that mine. Good one. I think I'd take yeah. I'd take yeah, actually. I think that'd be the one. On it. No, uh, Usher was mid-2000s. That's that's my stuff right there. I get it. Uh, let's see here. Well, see, there's another one in here talking about, well, either quarterback rush for a touchdown. I think Patrick Mahomes could rush for a touchdown. I could totally Easily. see that. That would totally be something I see. Christian McCaffrey rushed for over 99 and a half yards. Rush. Yeah, I'll take that. I would take the under. I don't think he's going to get her done. Will come. Well, his his straight line is set at ninety one and a half. I'm not mad at that against one of the. You know, that's where they've struggled. The Niners' defense is with the run. I don't know. We're talking McCaffrey though, running, not not Pacheco. Brain fart. Why are you talking about the San Francisco defense? He's going to run against his own defense, there, Christian. Okay, maybe. 
how about this? Chris McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco combined for over not uh, close to not 199 and a half rushing yards, so just shy of 200. Do you think they can combine? Rushing, not any time. Rushing, combined for rush, combined for 199 and a half rush yards. Pacheco and McCaffrey. Yeah, I think I take the under two. Don't see it being that way. A little easy. Well, Mahomes and Purdy combined for over four and a half touchdown passes. Ooh, now we're getting spicy. I don't know. Uh, I'll say yes. Actually, no. I take that back. No. Wave it off. Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I know. That's a... I'm going to take no either with the score that I have in my head. I just don't think that's going to... Well, I don't know. Maybe. That's hard to say. Uh, I know, right? That's a good one. Will both teams score over 47.5 combined points? Is that where the line's set right now? I don't know if that's where it is. But anyway, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say... What is my pick going to be? Yeah, I'll say they take... I'm going to take the over. I'll take the over. I'm going to do the same, actually. Yeah. Uh, how about, will Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? Yes or no? Yes. I think he will. Debo Samuel score a touchdown? Yes. I'll tell you this, if Debo Samuel scores, I feel like the Niners might win. <laughs> if Debo Samuel scores a touchdown. Uh, will there be a special teams or defensive touchdown? Can the Chiefs no. get an interception or a pick six of Brock Purdy? I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I think. I'm going to go with no. Will a kicker make a field goal from over 49 and a half yards? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, let's see. Oh, this is probably the most biggest prop bet of this year. How many times will the broadcast cut to Taylor Swift during the game? Is over, there an over under? Over 10 and a half, you? under 10 and a 10? half. Oh, that's high. <laughs> oh. We're we're assuming that she's there. Yeah, she's gonna She'll private jet there. her way back she and forth. She ain't missing that. I think I, I've read somewhere she could be back by like Saturday night. You see that she's suing the guy that's tracking her carbon emissions. I think that's hilarious. Um, I feel so threatening. Bad. To sue. I feel so bad for Taylor Swift. Just leave the young lady alone. Just let her do her own. Just let her live her own life. She's threatening legal action against the guy that's tracking the carbon emission from her private jet, which there is are, public information. Oh uh, well. Uh, I'm going to go with over, actually, including pregame. Let's see here. (laughs) These are some stupid ones. Will the Super Bowl MVP mention Taylor Swift? (laughs) I'm going to say no. Depends who it is. I know, but... (laughs) Who will? Uh, but that the thing. Who, will they mention? I'm gonna Davis go with no. I would say no. I cannot imagine. I think imagine more than that. likely it's not Travis. And one of the most dumbest ones, I think, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor at the end of the game? Yes. That's a real no. thing. That's I a legitimate that's line happening. you can bet on. You can I, put money on that. Then that's easy cash. No, easy cash. <laughs> I will be shocked if that happens. Mm, Absolutely I won't care. shocked. There's some other good ones mixing here, and we've got to get to a break. Like, will Ludacris make an appearance at halftime? <laughs> Ludo! Yes! Ludo? Oh, my that gosh. Would be awesome. There are some good ones. I'm with it. Like I said, I just, I love this. I love, I, we can talk about the game tomorrow. Nick Athens going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on it. Mm. We'll talk more on the game. But I just love looking at the prop bets because everyone talks about the game. And let's talk about some of the silly things or some of the interesting prop bets of this 
Super Bowl matchup and coming up. People probably up have them. the things we just named and spent 10 minutes laughing at. People probably have a dangerous amount of money on. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Bet I know carefully. Our, our text line is is coming alive with different stuff going on here with people chiming in with thoughts on all this. Um. <laughs> uh, just an FYI, is if anyone looking for real bets, Isaiah Pacheco, 67 and a half rushing yards, feels like an easy over. I like that one. Yeah, I would say so too. That feels like an easy money right there. I think 70 plus and a touchdown for Pacheco parlay. I'm probably making that myself. I'm trying to think what the other easy money one I thought was on this one here. Uh, let's see. Easy money. Over a touchdown and a half for Patrick, I think, is good, though low value. I think it's, yeah, it's minus 140. Mm. Like I said, I, I there's some easy ones out here that I feel like you could <laughs> make a little bit of coin on, but I will not be that guy. I will not be that guy. Once again, I feel like it's an extremely slippery slope for me. I feel like I could get in there oh, the yeah. very first mm-hmm. time, have high success, and be like, we got to do this again and never reach that success again. So, anyway. Well, you know what they say. 99% of betters quit right before they hit it big. Yeah, that's what they, yeah, that's what <laughs> Vegas says, baby. Just keep going. You're about to hit it big. Plenty of people mm-hmm. I know, even in this own building of mine, believe in that fate. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will visit with Ryan Carter. Head coach of the Colby Community College Trojan baseball team next in the Morning Blitz.